0: Well, 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 good evening. Welcome. It is uh, nightside. Is that what they're calling it? Yes, nightside on 720. WGN, Brian Noonan in tonight until 1 o'clock. Big game for the White Sox. Congratulations beating the Indians. Eh, The season's over, but that's all right. Listen, we're always happy when the White Sox win big show tonight. In just a minute, David Hochberg will join us from uh, HomeSide Financial. You know, David, you hear him all over. Do you have a mortgage question? Are you having trouble making your ends meet? Have you blown your credit to a point where you think that absolutely nothing can save you? Well, guess what? David is here, and he uh, he could probably save you. So 312-981-7200. That is how you get a hold of us. You can uh, call. That is also the text number. I don't know how the technology works, but trust me, if you text to that number, we will get, uh, we will get Get your text as well. Michael Heideman will be answering the phone. He is the executive producer of the big broadcast. If you're nice to him, you get to me. That's how it works. After midnight, we'll talk a little Broadway. Yes, the director and uh, one of the stars of Oslo, which is playing now at the uh, Broadway Playhouse at Watertower Place. They will be joining me. So we'll talk a little theater. After we talk a little money, with that said, let me welcome in David Hockberg. Hello, David. What's up, Brian? Great intro. Thank you. Listen, I, I like to come out come out hot. That's, That's how we do good it. good stuff, buddy. Thank you. David is the vp of lending you know that at uh homeside financial you can get a hold of him d hockberg dot com. yeah
1: is that correct no all right but, it's not? Uh, david at five six david.com is easier It right. well, probably is but there's <laughs> but but nobody knows how to spell hockberg and i got that's a better right. shot at, at, at david at, the, at five six, six david.com david. that's a lot easier that's
0: easier to spell i like yeah, that we'll
1: blame michael for that right, why nice not on.
0: It's, I took it right off your email. I know. Uh, I know I'll blame you. I'll blame I blame you. nobody. I blame myself for not double-checking with okay. you beforehand. That's no, a
1: lot easier, David, at 560. All
0: right. Let me ask you this, because yeah. I just saw this uh, article came out in Cranes today, mm-hmm. that uh, the home prices in Chicago are still way under what they were yes. uh, before the before the bubble burst, and that uh, other cities have rebounded a lot. What, what's keeping this area from rebounding?
1: Real estate taxes and is the it? inability of this market to write off real estate taxes above i believe $10,000 or whatever the threshold is cuz we're a blue state. Right. And um you know the 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 real estate the states with high real estate taxes are typically blue states and they got hammered with with the new law. So it's just what it is. It's just you know the folks that are owning homes and it's not only that it's people that rent homes. Yeah. Okay cuz if you're renting you're renting it from, from somebody that owns Who a owns home. owns it? And okay. They're, yeah, they're
0: getting... they're, and they're getting drilled
1: locally by, by our local real estate taxes. Yeah. I, I was just having lunch with somebody today. He's out in Kane County. He okay. lives in a $300,000 home. He's paying $12,000 a year in property tax. <sighs> I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. So when you start... And, and, and he owns a home out in Boston... And he he's got a he's got a home that his family handed to him and all that stuff you know he handed down handed down he he inherited it's like worth a million dollars not and bad he, and he's paying seven thousand dollars a year in property tax yeah. on a million dollar home out in Boston okay so so he's paying more yes on a three hundred thousand dollar home real That's estate ridiculous. tax in King County than he is on an inherited home. In Boston, so you know it—it it, it is what it is, right? right. I'm not going to dive too deep into politics because it's not going to matter. But you know, you know, because <laughs> it changes every It changes years. every day, and you know, the, the challenge is Illinois used to be a great state to right. you know to once live, and unfortunately, we're turning into a state where at the end of every year there's uh, there's the moving truck survey. I think I think mm-hmm. Beacon oh, yeah. does it. We right? always are one of the top. We're always unfortunately now the moving truck industry does a survey where the you know what 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 are the top states where people are leaving right. and and they're not moving back yeah. you know you know so they are basically there's no back call into Illinois right we're not
0: drawing we're not drawing new people we're in not, going to hey, people in
1: we don't have in, you know we don't have the
0: tech hubs we don't have the industry we've got the uh, the high taxes as you're right. saying and,
2: and the
1: challenges are this I was talking to a lady, um, called in to a show I was on. She inherited a home from her folks in Rockford. Okay. Okay. Challenge is the home was only worth, today, $30,000 in Rockford. Hmm. When when her parents bought the home and lived there, there was industry in Rockford. Sure. Sure. You were making things in Rockford right, right? the the belvedere uh, Chrysler plant, the old AMC plant now the Chrysler plant, wow. was running three shifts, and there were a ton of people up in Belvedere working around the clock yeah. and When you have that plant humming and it 's cranking out it 's cranking out cars and you 're doing stuff three shifts. People, people men and are, women are working and they're spending money and, they, and they're investing back right. in their community now you've got this lady that took over her parents home that used to be worth a hundred buck and a half is now worth 30 forty thousand dollars. so what what i don't understand and again I, I i got a 36 on my act i took it twice <laughs> and that was the uh combined total you know by taking <laughs> right. it twice you know i I'm an 18 guy. I'm a solid C student. There you go. But I I, I see things out there. I see yeah. brownfields. I, I see industry leaving. I, I don't understand what, and, and then I look at Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. then I look at Indiana, and I look at the revival that Michigan did, yeah. I, and I look what's going on in Iowa. Iowa's booming. Right. Why can't we do something down in Springfield to, like, incentivize businesses to come in I, I believe Cook County is 28% brownfields, which are old factories right. that are just vacant and don't do anything. Why don't we incentivize just big businesses to come in and do something when that land? Well, because nothing gets done down there. Unless, I, I fully you understand. Know?
0: So, so we're not, we're not... <clears throat> We're not worried about the big picture. The people down there are worried about their own little, uh, right, their own little place and their own pockets. But you have to look at
1: the land of Lincoln. We've got a beautiful right. state right in the middle. You know, we, we we're still a transportation hub. You look out of this beautiful studio. You're in downtown Chicago, one of the greatest cities around, right. and and we don't do anything in this in the state to promote the state to bring back jobs so people could work. Sure, they that's could. all people want to do. We have right. got hardworking people here in Illinois. People just want to work, and the challenge is, is that the real estate taxes are so high, which is capping the recovery right. and you know of the home values. And other states around us have seen their values come back in force. The area has come back. Yeah, and there's some there's some neighborhoods and towns that do really well, right? right. But. But but in a whole, we're not seeing the growth that other states right. are seeing, and and I've talked about this on the show all the time. We we're licensed in Arizona, we're licensed in Florida, we're licensed and I say Florida because I was born in New York, and that's how we say Florida, <laughs> Florida, 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 um, Nashville. Okay, okay. A buddy of mine, buddy of mine, three hundred thousand dollar home. Okay, in Nashville, yeah paying $2,500 a year in real estate taxes. Brand new. That's new construction. No, well, that. No, yes. it's great. It's great. That's him, Tennessee. I mean, them, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. Right, right, right. Could, compare Catrice. He's out in Lake Zurich right now. He's paying $15,000 a year in Lake Zurich in a, a $325,000 home, 15 mm-hmm. grand in real estate taxes. Okay. Yeah. Buys a brand new flipping house. New construction. Okay. Paint's still drying. Right. Paint's still drying. Twenty five hundred dollars a year. Huge backyard. Beautiful new construction. They, that's what they have to get their arms around things. Right down in, in Springfield, and that's why I'm. I, I I just talked to my state rep, John Carroll. Okay. Okay. I said, Johnny, what the hell's going on here? It's got my real estate tax bill. I just paid it. I'm paying thirty five hundred dollars for these, Glenbrook North school system, which are phenomenal school systems. Sure. Right. I'm not knocking the school system, and I'm paying fifty three hundred dollars. For District Twenty Seven, so okay. I'm paying like you know it added to be like nine thousand dollars. Then I'm paying six hundred some dollars to Oakton Community College. <laughs> I'm like I'm like why am I paying Oakton Community? You are College? a one man education subsidy. I don't understand what's going on, <laughs> right? I mean, and the problem is nobody's looking at their tax bill, right? They just look at the number and go, oh and, no, and, and they and and they, and they and they moan and they bitch about it, right? Okay, and then they and, pay it and they and, and they pay it and they move on, right? And and I was talking to a- a- Amy Kite right yes you know, big realtor good friend of mine she eight counties she's one of the best realtors around yeah, i hear I see her commercials all the time she's phenomenal and she does a, tr- a tremendous job and she, you know great partners with us and she's like i, I wish my real estate taxes were thirteen thousand dollars because she's in lake county okay and she pays substantially more she's got the really? same size house Jeez. and that's the inequities that's going on yeah okay because you think our listeners out there, that a hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not a lot of money right. in this market, okay? right? Oh, oh, Chicagoland... if you mean if
0: you're buying a home? Sure. Oh, yeah, a hundred thousand isn't going to get you anything.
1: No, I, I'm, I'm talking yearly income for a house. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. You know, dual income making fifty grand a piece. Yeah. Hundred thousand dollars. You're not getting anywhere in the Chicagoland area. Right. Maybe in Davenport, may, maybe in Des Moines and, and other areas, right. right? Maybe in Bloomingdale, you know, Bloomington, Illinois, you know, outside of Chicago sure. goes a little further. In, in Chicago, $100,000 doesn't go that far. Right. And, and what you're doing is, and everybody's like, well, how could they continue to do that? And what, you know, they got their kids and travel this, and they got their kids and dance, and they got their kids to travel hockey and travel across. Yeah. And they're like, how can they do it? And they got a new car. They're like, how can they do it? I'm like, they can't. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Right.
0: And all of a sudden, they get the credit card bills and everything else. And you're like, uh oh, I got no money. Here's a
1: challenge. Yeah. The Joneses are broke. Okay. <laughs> you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. And, the, and and nothing against, like, if your last name is Jones. I don't sure. need the emails. You know, at david at five so six david. I'm just saying. <laughs> The Joneses that you're trying to keep up with can't afford their credit card payments and they're putting on a facade. And they're broke, too. And that's the challenge that we're facing. We're helping a lot of people use the equity in their home. And some people fire on me for doing that. But guess what? That's the cheapest money they've got in order to put their life, you know, the the financial fire out. Well, let's explain how we can
0: do that. David Hochberg is here. He is the VP of Lending at Homeside Financial. You can get a hold of David here at 312-981-7200 or david at 56david.com. We'll take your calls. We've got some texts. We will uh, talk about... This I'm guessing now from what you said, very controversial uh, stance of using your equity to uh, to pay yeah, down. your debt. Some
1: people are completely against, and I'm just like, if that's if listen, if you got a fire in your house and you got a fire plug at the corner, you know, run over the fire, <laughs> we'll get the hell out of the way so the firefighters can come in, tie into the fire a, hose, right, and then you right. put the fire out. The, it, that's all I'm recommending. All right, more with David on the other side. It's seven twenty
0: WGN. Ryan Noonan, 720 WGN. You can always count on Michael Heideman to bring the funky beats for the bump music. Thank you, Mike. David Hochberg is here. Do you have a mortgage question? Are you knee-deep, waist-deep, neck-deep in debt, and you're wondering how you can get out of it? What can you do? Well, David is here. 312 981 7200 uh, you can call us, you can text us, or you can reach David at david at fifty six david dot com. All right, right before we went to break, you yeah. were you were spouting your uh, very controversial take. According to some, yeah. not to me, but people people buy a house and they stay in those houses and they build up equity. Sure, and and most of the time, conventional wisdom would be, I'm saving that up so that when I finally own this house, I've got all this equity, and then. Who knows what I can do with Then them. you die. Then you die. Right. And all that equity goes to somebody else. Right. All Which right. is genius. That's a good plan.
1: Fantastic. It sounds like the kind kids. of
0: financial planning that yeah. uh, you know I would endorse. Yes.
1: But you do not endorse that kind of financial planning. It, it, it's got to do with the monthly payment. Right. And, I, and I'll give you a perfect example of a 75-year-old individual out in, in, in central Illinois. Uh, long story short, we're consolidating all his debt. He needs to... Re- replace some sidewalks. He needs to put a new roof on. okay He has about thirty-five thousand dollars worth of debt. He- he's retired. He's listening right now. He- he's driving a bus now. Okay. Turn- you turn a little extra cash. Long story short, we're going to pull out about forty-five thousand dollars out of his home equity okay. P- appraisal came in today at 400,000. He thought his house were 365. So said, he's happy. I, he's very happy. I said I said I, I is the bus pulled over cuz I don't want you to tip <laughs> the bus over. So so he's like he's like what's up? And um said so appraisal just came in came in at $400,000 and he's yeah. like well you know what? I'd love to take out another $10,000 cuz I want to do something else in the backyard to make my house more comfortable for my wife and I, who's also in her 70s, okay, to enjoy the house. Yeah. Okay. They, so so long story short, we're, we're pulling out 40-some 40 thousand, $40,000 out of his home. We're paying off all his credit cards, paying off his car loan, paying off his credit cards. He's, he's taking enough money out to, to do something in the back, I think, with the deck. He, he's replacing his uh, roof. He needs 25 grand for the roof. And we're saving him over seven hundred dollars a month. And he's still got equity in his he's house. He's got a ton of equity in his right. house. We're doing a two hundred seventy six we it was two hundred sixty six five. Right. You know, I said, Hey, we got this. I'm like, I'm like, where do you want to end up? He's like, I want twenty five G's to, to do the work that I need. Okay. Okay. After I pay off all the debt. I'm like, okay, long story short, bounce it up another ten grand. Yeah. Because we have the equity. It doesn't impact the rate. This is a seventy five year old individual. Yeah. Educated man. Right. Who's driving a bus? But there's nothing wrong driving a bus. Sure. In order to earn extra money, when it- he had money, his house. W- was his money? His house was his money. He's still going to drive the bus because sure. you know, you know, because he enjoys being around kids. He want to get you know, out of the he house. Wants to get out of the house. You know, his wife's still working. So
0: gets that deck done. Then he's not going to want to leave that. Well, right. Then he's going to be on the back porch.
1: <laughs> but you know, seventy-five years old. He's driving a bus. He's, he's schlepping the kids, the high school kids, around to yeah. different events. Where he's, he's he's living large. We're saving him seven, eight hundred dollars a month. Jeez. Okay. Where's he going to pull that from? Yeah. Except the equity in his home. Right. Okay, so he doesn't want to touch his retirement account okay. be, be, because he's taking the minimum required minimum distribution. So he yeah. wants to extend that out as okay. far as possible. So he he puts on a new roof on his house. He's got a new deck. All his credit cards are done. He's saving seven eight hundred dollars a month. Some people have a problem with that, and I'm just so, like, what what is their problem with that? You you should never touch the equity in your home. That's gold. Okay, and, and I'm like, okay. And, and and I use the Baskin Robbins analogy. Right. Baskin Robbins is thirty one flavors because there's a different flavor uh, of ice cream that you could try every single day of the month. Sure. Okay, that you know, I didn't know that until I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And now I use it as an analogy. Some people like nuts in their ice cream, some people like cherries in their ice cream, right? You know, yeah. whatever you want. Some people like cookies and cream. I don't care what you like in your ice cream. Here's a seventy five year old couple right that that wants to do work on their home, you know, alleviate their their stressed with their credit card debt that they don't have an extra forty grand laying around right. to pay off their credit card debt and do the roof and now do the deck. Now they've got the money, right? So the house is done, they're debt free, yeah,
0: and they still have equity in their home.
1: They homes. got a ton of equity. Mm-hmm. They've got 120000 dollars worth of equity in their home, and and they're saving seven, eight hundred dollars a month now. If you know people in that situation could be like, hey, I'm going to take an extra five and pay the loan down. The guy's seventy five years old. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, he's like, what do I care? Yeah, you pay pay off, off, off the... Right. Maybe 20 years left, 25 yeah, years he, left. Yeah, he tops. Totally. He's like, what the heck? I'm not going to be alive when this thing is paid off. <laughs> and that's his words to me. I'm like, exactly. Enjoy life. All right, we
0: got some people waiting to talk to you. Bring We've got on. some texts coming in. We're going to take a quick break, do the news, and then, uh, Paul, hang on. We'll get to you more with David Hochberg answering your mortgage questions and your debt questions. How, how are you going to get out of debt? David at 56david.com. The news after this, WGN. Oh, you know what that smell is? That's your credit card debt mounting up and rotting in your backyard. I don't think that's what Skinner wrote the song about, but that's how I that's how I come back in. David Hochberg is in the studio with me. He's the VP of Lending at Homeside Financial. You hear David? Uh, you hear David all over the, the station. You're going to be on with Steve Cochran tomorrow morning. Is that right? 9.15. 15. So you're just staying here. You're going to work a little uh, maintenance. Sure. What
1: are you yeah. going to do? Yeah, i going to be answering answering I, mortgage questions all night. Yeah, I got a bucket and, and a mop outside. I'm gonna, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm going to. It's good
0: I'm to gonna, listen. The hustle, the hustle never stops. Keeps Steve. you young, buddy. That's what. <laughs> Exactly. If you want to get a hold of David, 312-981-7200, you can always email him, david at 56david.com. Uh, Paul has been hanging on, so let's uh, let's have Paul uh, talk to David. Hello, Paul. Hey, Paul.
3: Hi, David. Nice talking to you, and uh, I hear you advertises all the time. So here's the question. Um, going through some financial troubles, going to file bankruptcy probably in the next six months or so. Okay. Um, how quickly does it take for your credit to rebound? On the backside of a bankruptcy, what kind of down payment do you need with a strong income to recover to get back into a mortgage?
1: That's a great question. Are you doing a a Chapter 7 complete blowout, or are you doing a 13?
3: Chapter 7 complete blowout.
1: Okay, so what I would do right now in anticipation of doing the blowout is... Um, hook up with, I've got a couple of banks that I could, I, I could connect you with. Take out a couple of secured credit cards right now. So okay. you have lines of credit set up that you could use. Are you familiar with the secured credit card? What that is? Okay, so you give... For the listeners that don't know, you give the bank money, you pay a small fee, and you basically use the money, you just preload it, and after a certain period of time, they unsecure it, but during the bankruptcy, it's tough to get new credit because you just blew yourself out. Right. So you've got to set that up ahead of time, so what Paul's doing is the right thing, calling ahead of time and getting that set up. So the answer to your question is, Paul, there are lenders out there that will... Extend mortgages to individuals one day out of a Chapter Seven, one day out of a foreclosure, really? one day out of a bankruptcy. You're going to be putting down a substantial amount of money, thirty to forty. How much? Uh, some depends on your credit, and that's tough to answer because I don't know how severely damaged your credit's going to be. Yeah, that's why you want to strengthen it as much as you can now. So when you do, okay. you know, when you do dab this seven. You, you you've got these secured credit cards do those secured credit cards work in your
0: favor yes they do yes okay. they,
1: they report to the credit agencies as a as a trade line okay and it, it strength and what I would recommend to folks like Paul is every Friday go and reload that pay it like reload so, so okay. You know, put a thousand dollars on it if you can afford. it. Paul seems to have some money here. Some right. people don't right. have that much. You know, the, a lot of people have a tough time opening up a three hundred dollars sure. secured credit card. So whatever the number is, use it. And I call it the four T's: toothpaste, toilet paper, tampons, transportation. <laughs> right? It's not the, the you know the fifteen not the fifty inch TV. Right? Okay. So just use it right. for the basics. Right? You know, you, I I put I put a half a tank of gas on the way down because I, I wanted to get down here twenty five dollars. Okay. Right? Or thirty dollars, whatever it is. Every Friday. Make sure that you go online or stop at the bank and reload that. Okay. So, so I know it's different because with the prepaid credit card, you
3: essentially what you're you're, you're taking your cash uh, money you have, correct, and essentially paying down the debt, correct. and putting that forward to pay down that debt on that secured card,
1: correct. Because because on the secured card, you, you're giving them a thousand dollars because you seem to have money. And then during the week you're working it down three hundred dollars, so you have a seven hundred dollar balance. So on Friday you go in and give them an extra three hundred bucks to reload it. So and that always good. At, uh, right. it always stays. It's right. Always stays at your yeah. thousand. It, it okay. always stays gotcha. fully loaded. Yeah. It, it, so it works opposite of a, of a regular credit card. Right. If you had a regular credit card, I, I would tell you, you to do the same thing. You've got a thousand dollar limit. You charge three hundred dollars. Mm. You're at thirty percent capacity. Friday comes. Pay it down $300. You've got $1,000 worth of availability. That improves your credit score. On a secured credit card, it's just the opposite. Right. So on on your credit, one day out of a seven, you're probably looking at 30 to 40% down. The, the rate's going to be today 6 7%. But guess what? You've got three options, 40% down, 40% down, 40% down, you know, 7%, 7%, 7%. You really don't have a lot of options coming one day out of a seven, right. but but some people that have, have the resources, it doesn't matter because they still want to own a house, they still want to buy a house. It doesn't stop them from, in the future a year or two down the road, to refinance and do a better product okay. as they distance themselves from the economic event, in this case, Paul, the Chapter 7. For
0: the people who aren't in that position, though, who can't get it the day
1: after, what... Uh, it's a great th- question. So, um, Thank you for your time today. No, 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 th- no. These are great questions because bankruptcies are on the rise. Right. So a Chapter 7 with a conforming loan amount, it's, it, it's four years after a Chapter 7. Okay. okay. FHA is two years after Chapter Seven. Chapter Thirteen, it's one year with an FHA loan. Two years with a Fannie Mae Freddie Mac loan. Okay. So these are uh, VA. One day out of a thirteen, you could get a VA loan. Two years out of a Chapter Seven, you could get a, um, a a VA loan. Is there a mortgage involved? a foreclosure that are you blowing out of a house as yes, well? Yeah. There's,
3: there's a there's a foreclosure that was from the 2008. Oh, that's never it. taken care of. Okay, and uh, so that's that's the real uh, speed bump. Okay, it's a so foreclosure, and it's a repo from a divorce
1: Holy from a car.
3: So there's a lot of moving parts. But the reality is, do you think if my credit score is not that bad and my my debt is not that bad, once I pull the credit, do you think I'd be better off to do a thirteen?
1: Uh, now, whoa, I'm not a bankruptcy attorney. I'm just answering <laughs> your question so i would i would I would defer that to was doing your bankruptcy papers and have that conversation okay. with him or her. Okay. I'm not stepping on that landmine it's I could tell good. I could tell you yeah, whoa, I'm not no i don't. <laughs> I'm not a bankruptcy attorney. I don't play one on TV. But, I but I'm would...
3: saying but I'm saying you say you talked about a 13. You'd be able to you able to recover quicker on the mortgage side.
1: But where you you know but, well, a 13
3: is on. perceived to be one of these people that's like, hey, I want to make good on my desk to some percentage. A seven is like, hey, sorry, Charlie. Right, what, I'm able to sign up like the like the like the. TV commercial, you know? Hey, hang on, Paul.
1: A- kind of, but again, you have to qualify for a 13 and you have to qualify for a 7. It's not like you just okay. get to gotcha. pick which one you right. want, right? It's not like chocolate yeah. or vanilla, you know? <laughs> you know so, and, and don't forget, on a 13, <laughs> right. you you have a payback period yeah. as well. So, so, you've got a payout mm-hmm. where you've got to pay back the debt over three, five year period of time. So, after it's paid yeah. off, Then the clock starts. Again, I'm not trying to tell you how to get around it. I'm just answering your question. We could get you a mortgage one day out of a seven, but you're going to put down a substantial amount of dough, and you better have some established credit. So if you want, I I could connect you with some um, bankers I'm friends with. I don't make any money. It's just a relationship I have that will get you into a secured credit card that report to the credit agencies that become unsecured in the future after a certain period of time, which is the key. Because there are some cards, if you go into it, they're secured forever. Oh, okay. I'm relatively,
3: young. I'm relatively young, and so therefore I need to rebuild my credit. Yeah, done. I'm not a young person, but I'm not an old person, so therefore I've got another 25 or 30 years to pay towards something that's going to be mine right. versus just renting the rest of my life. You
1: I I got you, buddy. I'll okay, help you. All right, well,
0: good luck, Paul. You can get a hold of David, Thank you. David yeah, at 56 no Uh All right, we got a, a text here from the 630. Is it a good idea to refinance to pay off my credit card? Yes okay yes there's no no if, question well, about well it. here and okay I'm, and
1: I and I have the 630s number and I will I will contact this individual on the way home the the question is yes the caveats yes do you have enough equity in your home to take out okay to pay off the credit cards because right. some yeah I've got sixty thousand dollars with a credit card great I owe two hundred thousand dollars on a home that's worth 210 okay <laughs> yeah. there's no rule. You got nothing, yeah. You, you know, we can't take out any money in that in that scenario there. Right. So is it a good idea? Absolutely. You have to run the numbers to make sure that it makes sense. I, 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 I just talked to a, a financial planner referred me, one of his clients, a veteran. She has a 70% service-connected disability, so she doesn't pay any real estate taxes here in oh, okay. Illinois. She's in a 30-year fixed loan at, I believe it was like 35 uh, 5 or 3.625. I ran the numbers with her to do a VA loan. Okay. Cash out VA loan to cover all her costs. The the rate was going to go up like a half a point or five-eighths of a point to cover her costs. Ran all the numbers. Even though she was saving $500 a month, right. paying off the debt, she didn't want to leave the security of her loan. Really? So... All I could do is make the presentation. Yeah. Okay. And some people are, are hung up on the rate. And my whole thing with her was, it's not about the rate; it's about the monthly payment. Right. D- don't forget, you're eliminating all of this debt that's on the right side of the page. Yes, you've got a great loan on the left side of the page, but you have to look at the total number on the yeah. bottom. We're wiping out all this debt, and your and your monthly savings is, is this. And that's where the individual, like my seventy-five-year-old couple in the middle of Central Illinois, is making that decision. Yeah, but but you have to have a couple of things. You need good enough credit to get a loan. Okay, you need you need to have enough equity in your home to pull out the equity to pay off the debt, and then you got to run the numbers to, to see if it makes sense. All right, I have two questions. We're going to take a break, but yeah. I have two questions
0: that uh, we can ask. One is about what you were just talking about. Should Do you advise people to take all the equity out, or is there a percentage? So we can answer that when we come back. And also, one of the things that was a huge problem during the bust was people got into mortgages at a low rate, and then after a certain amount of time, they ballooned. And are are those kind of mortgages still out there? How can people avoid those, or if they have to get into those, when can they get That's out of That's a great question. So David Hochberg is here, 312-981-7200. If you have a question for David, you can get it in now. If you don't want to ask David now, then email him, david at 56david.com. More after this, WGN. We'll have an amazing
3: story of how horses are helping combat veterans get whole again. And Renee
4: Zellweger as Judy Garland. Over the Does it work? Richard Roper tells us.
2: The Rogue Con Show with Anna Devlantis, tomorrow afternoon on 720 WGN.
1: With dental implants from Eon Clinics, you'll smile without covering your mouth. Smile and eat your favorite foods again. Eon Dental Implants will help you get back what you've been missing with dental implants that look, feel, and function like real teeth. For a free consultation, call 844-365-SMILE or online at eonclinics.com today that's eonclinics.com dental implants from eon clinics smile for life nothing beats a fall drive especially when driving a porsche from the porsche exchange in highland park start this fall with exclusive savings on a new 2019 macan Leased
2: for just 749 a month for 36 months test drive yours today at the porsche exchange expect the exceptional visit us at 4porsche.com the number 4porsche.com 5389 to its site. Excludes any title, tax, registration, license fees, insurance, maintenance, and dealer fees. No security deposit required. Expires 930. The U.S. is in debt, and the IRS is getting more aggressive, using private agencies to track you down, seize your assets, and even start the process of taking away your passport. Dealing directly with the IRS can be a daunting experience. Oxford Tax Partners has the experience and the reputation at substantially lowering your IRS debt or even having it forgiven. Don't wait. If you owe more than $10,000, take advantage of the Fresh Start initiative. If you qualify, it will stop the IRS collection agencies from coming after you. Let the experts at Oxford Tax Partners get you per- Once and for all, call Oxford Tax now at 800-575-1919. That's 800-575-1919. If you owe more than $10,000 to the IRS or haven't filed your taxes in past years, with one phone call, you may be on your way to having your taxes forgiven or substantially reduced. Find out more. Call the tax experts at Oxford Tax Partners for a free consultation now at 800-575-1919. 800-575-1919. That's 800-575-1919.
1: This is David Hark with an important interest rate alert. Mortgage rates have dropped to their lowest levels in over a year. If your rate starts with a 4, call Team Hockberg now, not tomorrow or next week. Call 855-56-DAVID-NOW to see if we can help you as we did Dan refinance his 6% mortgage. We refinanced Dan into a 15-year fixed loan, saved him over 100 bucks a month, eliminated over sixty grand in mortgage payments, and covered all his closing costs. Let's review. Dan called Team Hockberg. We refinanced him. In to a 15 year fixed loan, lowered his payments over a hundred bucks and saved him over sixty grand in mortgage payments and covered all his closing costs. Seriously, what are you waiting for? Stop procrastinating. Call Team Hockberg now, eight five 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 six David or visit five David.com. Team Hockberg has helped thousands of WGN listeners, but we can't help if you don't call eight five 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 six David or visit 56 David.com. Homeside Financial Equal Housing Lender, NMLS one one two four zero six one all right david hockberg is here answering your mortgage
0: questions 312-981-7200 i asked you right before yes. we left uh we were talking about taking equity out of your home and yes. you would uh, you told the story about the couple in central illinois they took money out but they still had a lot of equity left of in their house is there a percentage that you that you suggest? All right, yeah, you should you should use some of this equity, but then leave
1: some there. Or I, listen, you can only take out on VA loans. It used to be a hundred percent. You could used to be able to do a cash out refinance up to hundred. They just reduced that down to ninety. So, okay. for a veteran, you can only take out ninety percent of the value of your home. FHA used to enable you to go to eighty five percent of the value of your home. Oh wow, okay. Due to recent changes, you can only go to eighty. Fannie Freddie has been 80 for a long time now, okay, okay. for at least 10 years. So the max you could take out right now is 80% with a Fannie Freddie, USDA, um, you know, what? well, USDA, you can't do whatever it is. It's 80% for all Govey loans and 90% for VA loans, okay. and Fannie Freddie loans. What I recommend, I recommend taking out what you need to take out to pay off your debt, and put you and your family into a better position. Okay. I'm not sitting here saying, drain your house and right, all Right, and the then equity. just blow it somewhere. Right, and, then, right. and then go to the boats and put it on red, black, or green, right? <laughs> and then you know double down on the right. blackjack table or start throwing craps. I'm just saying that it's all about the monthly payment. Yeah. If you've got $1,000 coming out of your left pocket for your mortgage, and you've got $1,000 to $1,500 coming out of your right pocket to pay your debt, Okay? And right. you can combine those two amounts, and instead of having tw- two Gs to $2,500 coming out of both your pants pockets, you could get it down to $1,500 to $1,700 yeah. while you're putting yourself and your family in a better position. Now, I can't stop you from going out there and reloading and blowing yourself up. Right, I can't stop you from doing that. Okay, but I can get you into a better position now I, I I don't know why you got into that position right and it's not my place to have a psychological <laughs> analysis of why you're there. Some people had job challenges right some people had health challenges. some people had had to put in five G's for a new HVAC. Some people have to put in 2025 G's for a new roof. Right. some people have to put a new site whatever the occurrence is. It's not my place to analyze. You're coming to me. Because you want honest advice, right? If it makes sense, we'll present the numbers to you. We're, we're not sitting there holding your, you know, you know, grabbing right. you by the back of the head and sign here. You, the grown men and women are making decisions right. financially. If we can help them out, put that's them in a better position. It. That's what it's all about.
0: All right, we got a quick question before we got to get out of here. Joan's been hanging on. Hi, Joan.
4: Hi. How are you guys?
0: We are Joan. well. What do you? What's your question for David?
4: Well, I've got a serious problem going. Um, you guys were talking about the state of Illinois reducing their taxes and uh, et cetera, et cetera. I'm calling from Michigan, and I'll tell you, Michigan is not much better than Illinois. Our taxes doubled this year. Wow. Now, my husband and I wow. are both in our 80s, and we are both in poor, poor health. I had two heart attacks in January. Nice. And we don't know which way to turn. There's a possibility we'll be living out of our car if we if we don't get some help
5: All
1: right. well, with hang our on.
4: finances.
1: How much do you owe on your house, Joan?
4: I think we still owe about 20000 Our house ha- is 45, 45 years old.
1: How much is your house worth?
4: Uh. I couldn't tell you what it's worth.
1: Well, if to you had me, a...
4: it's worth nothing. Ah,
1: well, I know. Well, don't be so negative. If you, if you had to sell it today, what would you sell it for? 200 grand, 300 grand?
4: I don't think we'd get that much for it. I really don't because uh being in their 80s, my husband isn't able to uh do the work that needs to be done to fix up the house.
1: Okay. How We've about done this? done
4: a lot of outside outside how,
1: work. How about this? Is it a single family house? It is. Okay if we could get you into a loan like a reverse mortgage where we could eliminate the mortgage payment you could defer the mortgage payment and you could uh. use and you could use the equity in your home to fix up the home to make it more comfortable and you you're still going to have a mortgage payment but you're going to defer the mortgage payment and free up all that money would that be something to make you or make you feel more comfortable and live and live without having to have that financial burden over your head, and you've gotten a little extra equity there to, to do the repairs, would that be something that you and your husband would be interested in to take the pressure off you guys?
4: Uh, anything to take the pressure off right now.
1: Oh, there you go. All okay, right. we're going to put you on hold. Michael's going to okay. pick you up. You're obviously, you're all c- concerned because it's a 12 o'clock here, it's 1 o'clock up there, and right. uh, We will. I will personally call you. Can I call you on the way home?
4: Oh, absolutely. Okay,
1: I'll give you a call on the, on the way home in about five ten minutes. Okay. Okay.
4: All right, right Joan,
1: hang on. Take help me out. Thanks so a lot. No problem. Bye bye.
0: It's. Uh, I know you said you don't. Uh, you don't give people psychological advice, but at some point, it, there's got to be some stories that people People get in situations sometimes through no fault of their own, and well, those sure.
1: those have to be very tough sometimes to hear well 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 listen i 've been called the doctor Phil of finance okay, <laughs> by by one of my clients by dr Phil no not dr oh, okay. Phil no but um, i 'll give you a real quick example oh um, seven o eight happened lady was was head of ticketing at a major airline she was making one hundred hundred and fifty grand a year okay. daughter severely handicapped needs twenty four hour care in a wheelchair <sighs> okay nine eleven comes loses her job. Husband's working, making hundred grand a year, not enough to take care of the daughter and everything. Right, you got to make a decision. She, she's going to take care of a daughter that's in a wheelchair that needs 24 hours of care, or she's going to make the mortgage payment. Well, what's right. what's the call there? Yeah, You're going take it's care of your easy. kid, right? right? You're going right. to always take care of your family. Yeah. So the mortgage went into arrears. Long story short, her credit was blown up, put her into one of those horrible subprime loans back in Ugh. the day, rebuilt, paid off all of her debt. Rebuilt her back. She's now seven hundred credit scores. Daughter's doing great. We just refinanced her. I got an email from her saving her over eight hundred dollars. Okay, Homes appreciated. We had her in an FHA loan with PMI. Homes appreciated (laughs) amount prospect. I just had to run to her house the other night. We just closed her home, funded today. You know, we had to sign something with the you know, some closing documents got missed, so I ran over to her house. Long story short, I got a thank you email from her. She's been with me for fifteen years. Nice. Okay. So when everything went went the heck in a handbasket when 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 the economy hit the skids she lost her $150,000 job because what happened the airline industry it went right in the rocks right okay so long story short I've been with this this couple for the past 15 years and just saved them $800 got them into a Fannie Mae Freddie Mac loan and they're looking to move into a bigger home to to make it more comfortable for, for their daughter who's in her 20s now so this sort of stuff. Even if you think things are hopeless,
0: they may not be as hopeless as you think because you are not an expert in this thing. Get a hold of David. David at 56david.com. David Hochberg. Uh, if he can help you, he'll help if yeah. you. If you can't, you, you know, you tell people right up front, listen, there, there's nothing I can do. You got to do this, 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 and then get back to me yeah. and, and we'll figure can it out. Can you do me
1: one favor? Sure. Can you send my best to your beautiful wife? I will. Will you do that? I
0: will. All right. I'll, I'll give you, yeah, because I never give her my best, so I, I might know. as you well give her somebody her else's. <laughs> I'll give her your best. Good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, uh, David at 56david.com. All right, we'll be back. Then it's news time. It's WGN. Thanks, Vic. Brian Noonan, 720 WGN. Michael Heidemann behind the controls. It's time to talk a little theater. We talked mortgages and money. Now we're going to talk about theater and uh, a wonderful Wonderful production is playing right now at the Broadway Playhouse at Watertower Place. It is the Timeline Theater production of Oslo, the 2017 Tony Award-winning play that tells the story of the back-channel negotiations that led to the 1993 Oslo Peace Accord. When, If you remember the news footage and you saw a Prime Minister of Israel and the leader of the Palestine Liberation Organization shaking hands at the White House... Uh, you might think there were a lot of big bureaucratic things happening that led to this, and there probably were, but the main thing that led to this were back channel negotiations that were set up on an estate outside of Oslo, Norway. With me now on WGN is the director of the production, Nick Bowling, and one of the fine cast members, Jed Fader, who plays uh, Avi in the, the, this production gentlemen thanks for staying up late i know the uh, i know the show got out uh, just a little over an hour ago so i appreciate you staying up with me <laughs> of course uh did we michael did we lose uh oh we did we lost Nick. We are going to get Nick back. But Jed, I want to welcome you back. You are a Northwestern alum. So, uh welcome back I am. home. Wildcats. So, it is Thank uh, you. you are on the you are on the flagship of the uh, Northwestern Wildcats, so we are glad you are here. Uh and you also people yeah. may recognize you not only from your work around here, but you were in the in the uh first North American tour of Aladdin, which was also another wonderful show.
6: I was. Yeah, I just did that for
5: about a year.
0: And so now you are in Oslo, and I I have to tell you, I you know, it would take us hours and hours to deconstruct uh, the entire Middle East peace process and everything that's going on there. And I went into the show knowing the basics about about what was going on. What struck me, not only uh, from your performance, but the rest of the cast, was the humanity and the urgency that came across, and more importantly, the sense of humor and, and the laughs. I didn't expect that many laughs in the show.
6: Yeah. I mean, it's it's, a, it's the nice thing about this show is we talk about a lot of really big ideas, right, with the politics of the area, with the tension and the conflict in the area. But the way we are looking at it is through a very personal level, which is sort of what these talks are about. They're about taking the big things and breaking them down to the small things, building personal trust, building a personal relationship. So that lends us to a lot of humor, a lot of, you know, looking at people and their relationships. It's not just the big politics and the big ideas it's also really looking at people
0: well that that's what uh, that's what struck me it did take it down to that very personal level because uh your character is negotiating for israel and um you know you're you're meeting with palestinians and it suddenly it wasn't about these two governments it was about these two men and similarities come out and and big differences come out but it was uh, it just it was a great character study uh, along with a wonderful piece of history
6: Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, And yeah, I think that's the real joy of getting to do a show like this, too, is um, uh, you get to really explore a big thing in history and a big thing that is still very current, but through the lens of, well, let me look at this one person and let me see how they saw it.
0: Now your director has rejoined us, Nick. I'm sorry we uh, I'm sorry we lost you. Nick Bowling is the director of Oslo, which is playing through October 20th at the Broadway Playhouse at Water Tower you can Go to broadwayandchicago.com to get your tickets. Nick, thanks for being here. Uh, wonderful show that you put on. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning, Oslo was a 2017 Tony winner for best play. It had been staged not only in New York but in London with the Timeline Theater and. You, First of all, tell people what what the mission of the Timeline Theater is because you're the founding artistic director, so you know about that. How did you decide that Oslo was the performance that you guys needed to mount?
7: Well, I'll I'll start with the happy to happy to be here. Thank you for having us on. Uh, the mission of Timeline is uh, to to explore plays that uh, plays that explore history through time and, and that uh, connect actually say social. And political issues. So plays inspired by history, um, and so also uh, uh, J.T. Rogers, who wrote the play, uh, is a friend of ours, and we've done one of his other plays, a play called Blood and Gifts, a few years ago. And um, and he immediately after you know writing this play called uh, P.J. Powers, who's our artistic director, and me, and said, hey, this. This play is a is a home run for Timeline's mission, and um, I don't I don't know if there's ever a chance that you you guys could ever get this play in Chicago because you know we're kind of a, a middle sized theater here in Chicago, and there's a lot of major companies that that uh, were very interested in this play as well. Um, but a couple things, a couple kind of magical things came together. One was the fact that we were able to do the show at the Broadway Playhouse, uh, which is part of the Broadway in Chicago series, and uh, connect with all of their subscribers. It's a 550-seat house, which is five and a half times bigger than our house <laughs> on Wellington. And the fact that we had this great connection with JT, uh, those two things really helped make this happen for Timeline and to uh, allowed us to get this, you know, really amazing play uh, and to get the Chicago premiere of it, the first time anybody in the city is seeing it, like, unless they were in new york or, or in london which is which is really cool
0: now it, that is very cool and it's uh, this is also jed's uh, debut with timeline theater so that's very exciting as well yeah it is when you are when you're mounting a production that has been you know it had a great run on broadway and then it was in london and now you're going to bring it here obviously you, you want to stay uh, true to the script to, to the material but how do you how do you look at it so that it's Similar to what's come before, but it's got its own timeline theater spin on it.
7: It's a great way to put it. I mean, the main thing is about is casting, and that's that's sort of number one. Immediately when you bring in a group of Chicago actors, and these are all Chicago actors. One of them now lives in New York, but he, he spent most of his life in Chicago. So it's it's all all Chicago actors, and great. and that generally means. Um, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a believer that Chicago actors are the best actors in the in the world or in the country for sure. Um, but, but you know, that's that's a matter of choice. Of course, New York people believe the, odd, the same. Well, that's them. New
0: York. We do yeah. yeah,
7: exactly. You know, come on. Uh, but you know, the thing is, is that <laughs> what it what it definitely means is that it's going to have a kind of a. I think uh, a kind of a truth and a kind of uh, a, a rugged uh, midwestern kind of quality to it. And and what's exciting is that none of these characters are are you know midwestern or, or of, uh, gritty in any way. They are Norwegians, they are uh, Israelis, and they're Palestinians. And so it's fun to kind of have that. Understanding of seeing that world through a Chicagoan's eyes, so that's I think that's pretty makes it pretty special.
0: And they all the entire cast was wonderful. Uh, it was just yeah. from top to bottom, Jed and everybody else in there was uh, was terrific. I'm 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 curious, Jed, as you so you you we mentioned that you were in the uh, in the tour of Aladdin, and now you're coming to your cut. You come to Oslo, completely different kinds of productions, uh, not only material but scale and everything else. As an actor, is it is it a difficult transition, or is it just, well, listen, this, this material in Oslo is so specific, There's, it's easy to get into this character. It's easy to become uh, Yuri.
6: I mean, that is the most thrilling part of being an actor. It's sort of the, the one of the best parts of this uh, business and this career is um, that, you know, you can do one thing at one time, and then the next thing down the line can just, the, you know, it's all in the same world. We all operate under the same umbrella of theater, but it just means so many different things. And you know, those like those two shows have, you know, they ask very different things of the actors mm-hmm. doing them. But um, it's uh, like at its root, it's still just like exploring these different people and um, these different stories. And it, it's just, it's so, it's it's so fun to do something that is in such a different world and then something else right away that is just on the sort of the flip side. I, it's, 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 so, you know, that it, it's, yeah, it's part of the challenge, but it's part of like what keeps uh, this job so fun all the time.
0: Did you know anything about the, the facts behind the play before you, uh, before you got cast and started doing the, the research to become your character?
6: Um, before, like I even had heard of the play, um, I knew. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people know um, the bullet points about mm-hmm. this story. Um, a lot of people remember the or, or the handshake. You know, right. the, uh, the with 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 Clinton on, on the White House line, and a lot of people remember. And then people who know a little bit more about it may know about like the the first and second intifadas in Israel. These these. Uh, Uprisings and these violent times of extreme violence. There, I remember, like as a kid, like uh, hearing, like now is a time when people can't visit Israel. Like it's not, a, it's not a safe time for tourists. You know, like I, we know about the bullet points, right? Um, it, it, it's so interesting to like then once doing all the research for this sort of it starts to you know, that skeleton starts to get filled in with all this tissue when you find out what was going on behind the scenes that really nobody knew about. And also, like, um, especially, like, when you see the show, we we say, like, you, you hear all these bullet points of, like, this happened in the world, like, at this moment. Right. This thing happened. And, and sort of to be like, oh, wow, well, I'm, I knew about that. But then, especially, like, somebody who just gets to watch this, I got to go through a similar thing researching it of, like, oh, wow, that's what was happening behind the scenes while these things were happening that everybody was aware about. A lot of the, the most interesting part about that is a lot of things everyone was aware about were these extreme moments of contention and what people were trying to do behind these the scenes were these extreme moments of finding each other, reaching across the aisle and figuring each other out. So, yeah, I, I, I knew only some and I learned so much more in preparation.
0: Well, Nick, I love the staging. And as Jed was saying, in the audience, you're given these bullet points, but... The little video montages a lot of different things because uh, i'm i'm guessing and i know you didn't write the show you're just directing the production but it's it's one of those subjects that it would be probably pretty easy to get in the weeds because the the middle east and it's mentioned in the show you know this has been going on forever and uh, how are, and people never think it's going to get solved but you guys have made it you've You've made the history lesson easily accessible, and a lot of information, and you, that you don't even realize you're absorbing as you watch the show, and you leave and go, "Oh wow, I actually learned something tonight. This is some. This is unexpected." Yeah, Jake,
7: uh, You know, I'll uh, give most of the credit for that uh, to JT Rogers, who wrote the play. But he, you know, JT writes um, plays. Uh, and as soon he 's writing a movie of this and and he'll be writing some other t- uh, television series and all sorts of things. what he 's really great at is just what you said, which is disseminating a lot of big kind of global political information into into kind of uh, something that doesn't feel like, A, like medicine, or B, um, boring. And he's he's able to put it into characters' mouths and, and into interesting situations. And he's able to get exposition, which is a word we use a lot in the theater, um, out without it seeming heavy-handed. He yes. even has a narrator in this play. And usually a narrator is a very dangerous thing for a play to have <laughs> because the narrator feels like, Now I'm here to tell you what's going on. Right. But but this narrator, interestingly, is really the only woman involved in this whole story. Yes. And she is, in many ways, the least um, forceful and the least kind of... Uh, <laughs> Driven character in the show in some ways, and yet it's it's that quality of hers that she's the listening character of the play. She's she's the the one that's going to sit back and think before she speaks. Uh, whereas all the rest of the guys in the play are just the opposite. And that's who he's given the narration to, which is a really smart thing to do um, because we end up trusting her from the beginning and really falling in love with her and depending on her to kind of kind of just hold our hand just enough. To take us from uh, through these really kind of complicated waters, in a way,
0: and the audience falls in love in love with her. But also, uh, it seems as if many of the main characters fall in love with her as well. Yeah, it's true,
7: and and that is all. You know, the fun thing a lot of people have kind of said that JT's play is is not all true, and of course it's not. JT, you know, he he himself says, "Hey, I took my my lesson from the greatest writer of all time, Shakespeare, and he didn't write plays that were all historically accurate." Right. But JT's play is, and a lot of it is incredibly accurate. Actually, as we did all of our research, uh, and including the fact that really all of the guys involved they all came to fall in love with Mona Ewell, who is the, the character in the play. And uh, the other thing I wanted to say from the beginning of the conversation that I was just got out of when, when my, my phone got disconnected was to say that the, the idea of humor actually was a part of the conversation in the actual talks as well. Oh, they, really? Jokes and humor became an important part of it, and one of the guys who was who was an upgrade from the Israelis later on, I think it was Joel Singer, said at some point he said, "I knew that like one of the first things I had to do was find my way into the humor club that had become that had, that had come out of these these conversations and these talks because apparently uh, Yair Hirschfeld and and Ron Pundak and and, uh, and, uh, uh, Ahmed Kurea and, uh, and, uh, for uh, uh, all of the guys that were involved had found these jokes and were, were kind of having a great time laughing all the time. And he knew he had to sort of find his way into that. So that's something JT wanted to pick up on as well.
6: Obviously.
0: Well, it was, it was not lost. The laughs were big. I gotta say, Jed, you did a wonderful job because your character comes in, uh, after, after things have started and he's, Hmm, uh, how do I put it diplomatically? He was kind of a jerk, uh, and he, yeah, but sure. he, but then as you he takes a 180 degree turn as the production goes on, and by the end you're like, this guy's not that bad. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm going for. I appreciate well, it. no, if it's because, well, yeah, just, I, and I don't want to spoil it because I people, you've got to go see Oslo. Uh, it's uh, through October 20th at the Broadway Play, but he comes in and he. Just his look is like, oh, this guy's going to be trouble, and then he kind of yeah. is, and he's a fierce negotiator. And but then his, as as with all the characters, his humanity really comes out, and you you realize this guy's just doing what he thinks is best for his family and his country and everybody else. Yeah. And it was it was a nice turn because it could have, I think, in lesser hands, it could have been the jerk part could have stayed and the humanity could have been lost, but you, you blended it wonderfully.
6: Thank you. Yeah. It's interesting. We had a, we actually had a post-show talk back after the show tonight and it's, and somebody asked about, um, well, you know, how accurate him coming in as a jerk is, or like why we think he comes in as a jerk. And, you know, it's sort of like what Nick was just talking about, about these guys coming in and feeling like they need to be in the humor club or, or being, you know, he, he comes in and like all this, He doesn't know these talks are even happening basically until two weeks before he gets involved. They've been going on for almost a year. So he comes in and he's like, well, you guys have already formed this club. Did did we all forget what we're trying to negotiate back home? You know what I mean? Like, I get it. You guys like each other. Do you think everyone at home is going to like what you're doing? So he sort of comes. you know, they're all there. It's what keeps this show really interesting. They all really care about the thing that they're trying to achieve. And they also all, you know, really care about, they care, they care equally about the, the peace that they want, and about the, the the implacable needs of the people that they're representing. So it's sort of a that's a great little rock and a hard place to be in as a negotiator. But um, that's like the that's the humanity then that we have to try to navigate the whole time we're doing it.
0: Yeah, well, it comes. The, uh, it comes across yeah, gonna, very well.
7: I was going to say that the writer told us that uh, uh, we did a, a FaceTime with him in the first week, and he told us. The meaner these guys are to each other, the better the play is. And, <laughs> and the truth, is, which is a fascinating yeah, thing, yeah. like again, I'll say, especially as Midwesterners, we—that's a hard thing for us to kind of uh, wrap our brains around. But we learned that what what he does in this play is sets everybody up as a jerk from the beginning. Almost everybody in the play, at some point, is set up mm-hmm. as a real jerk. As right. Even 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 Tadia, the the Norwegian guy, is. You realize, oh God, he's he's willing to you know he'll sell out anybody yes. to make this thing happen and but then you also he, he wants to push that as far as he can and then wants to see how far he can push them and yet you still care about them and that is that's a really fascinating thing with
0: the play well and the the thing you said about the meaner they are to each other the better the play is yeah. there's a scene yeah. in uh, maybe it's the second act where everybody turns against tedia and it's vicious and yeah. even <laughs> though even though you know he probably deserves most of what he's getting. It's still, yeah. it was still kind of hard to watch. It's like, boy, the whole schoolyard turned on this one kid. Yeah,
7: again, somewhat based in some truth, uh, apparently. And yeah. the guys, they were very tough on Teddy. He, I mean, here he is. He's the guy in the middle. He's the guy that, you know, and they all kind of knew that he was telling, he t- telling the other side what they wanted to hear sometimes you know so he he was he was sort of selling his soul to make this thing happen and that's a that's a tough spot to be in you know that's the person who gets squeezed the most obviously and right. he does in this play and he drove them crazy i think in some ways and they didn't always trust him of, of course because he had to he had to kind of bend the truth on both sides often to get people just to even come back to the table you know
0: Well, it was a a wonderful, wonderful show. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, It is Oslo is uh, running through October 20th at the uh, Broadway Playhouse at Watertower Place. It's a Timeline Theater's production of Oslo. You can go to broadwayandchicago.com to get all the tickets. If you want to learn more, you can go to timelinetheater.com. And you can follow Jed Fader, who uh, is wonderful as uh, Yuri Savar. You can follow him on Twitter, at Jed underscore, then the word underscore. So, and you can follow his acting. You can uh, people can follow you because you are a musician as well. You are multifaceted and a wildcat. Are you going to get a chance to go to a game while you're in town?
6: You know, it's a good question because we got Saturday shows, but you know the uh, ones I don't go to. I will listen to on WGN.
0: So. Oh, look at that! That is a beautiful <laughs> oh, plug. That? We're going to pull that out, Jed. I appreciate it. Well, uh, Nick Bowling, who's directed Oslo, and Jed Fader, who is uh, one of the uh, wonderful cast. Thank you both for staying up late. I do appreciate it very much. Uh, it's a wonderful show. Break a leg, continued success throughout uh, the rest of the run.
7: Thanks, Brian. Appreciate Thanks it so much.
0: Take care, guys. Thanks very much. Again, you can go to broadwayinchicago.com, and you can get your tickets to go see Oslo. It runs through October 20th. It is a wonderful, wonderful show. We'll talk a little bit uh, more about that. But first, we've got to do this. Then it's Newstime WGN. Brian Noonan, seven twenty, WGN, here until one o'clock. Then Nick DeGioia takes over. Michael Heidemann behind the controls. All right, we're getting a lot of complaints, uh, inquiries, people saying, "What's going on with the stream? We want to listen to Brian on the stream." Uh, something's wrong with the stream. It didn't get uh, turned over. So if you're trying to listen on the stream, and uh, just come listen on the radio, that's probably a good place to listen. You can just uh, or go to the uh, go to the app. I don't know how you can listen. I, listen. All uh, all this high tech tomfoolery scares me. Just means that the robots are going to take over pretty soon. I saw Terminator. I know that everything's going to become self aware, and one of these days we're just going to be slaves to the machine. It starts now. Every everything can listen to you. That's why I don't have. Uh, listen, I know we have. Uh, I know a lot of people have Alexa, and they say, "Hey Alexa, play WGN Radio." And I'm glad you can do that. I don't trust any of those things in my house. I don't want a smart refrigerator. I don't want a, uh, anything eavesdropping on me. I don't need one of those personal assistants. And I know it sounds I sound uh, like a cranky old Luddite. I have a lot of technology in my house. I love technology. I don't want technology that can spy on me. I don't want it listening to me. Because not that I'm plotting uh, anything evil. Not that I'm doing anything untoward in the house uh, that I would want the machine to hear. I just don't. We're under, boy, I'm about to, I'm about, Michael, mark this because this is when Mm -hmm. I go full conspiracy theory. (laughs) Let's hear it. Uh, I just think we're under enough surveillance. I don't need, I don't need to give anyone, whether it's the government or Google or Apple, I don't need to give anyone else access to me. You know, they know where I drive because of my iPass. They can track me on my iPhone. Uh, they're listening to the sound of my voice now, even though I'm really in a bunker somewhere. You have no idea where I'm broadcasting from, but uh, so yes, I. That's so anyway. Uh, just if things are if things are you're having trouble with the stream, just listen to WGN on your AM
5: dial. And I have an update, actually. Yeah, I do. Everything is fixed and ready to go. Turn on that stream.
0: So listen to the stream, folks. That's what I'm talking about. You just <laughs> listen, listen wherever you want. That's the beauty of it. Just, I'm, I'm everywhere. I'm haunting your dreams. If you're now you're listening in bed and you're you listening to the stream and maybe you we're getting a nice uh, Bill and Wendy repeat and now all of a sudden I've popped on and it's like it's like uh, Freddy Krueger has uh, entered your bed. <laughs> Only with better manicure, I don't, uh, you know, and and better skin. Quite frankly, I have the skin of a forty-year-old. Yeah, I'm eighty-seven.
5: It's definitely better than Freddie's. Can see that. Well, see sure, that, right?
0: but see, I take that. I don't take that as a true compliment because whose skin isn't better than Freddy's? <laughs> You know, I don't care if you're. I don't care if you're the teenager who's who looks in the mirror and goes, "Oh my God, it's a train wreck." It's still better than Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, there's no, there's no doubt about it.
5: No <laughs> oh, doubt. Oh no, I'm a pizza face.
0: So we got. See, I would. I feel so uh, so bad for people who who had to go through that because I was. I don't know if it's genetics, mm-hmm. um, but I've always had pretty good skin. No, you know, pimple here or there, but friends of mine. It was a. It's a hard. It's a hard life if you
5: have that. You know. Oh yeah. Did you? uh, Were you? Yeah. I. That was. That was me. Really. Like my. Me and some of my family members. It's just. You know. It just. it, It just comes down to it; it's just genetics, yeah you like said, just because genetic. because I, would, I I remember the doctor would say maybe you should stop drinking Coca Cola, oh, nothing fixed. Yeah, all like, those, all those, those, all those don't medicines. eat chocolate. You know want I have chocolate because yep.
0: that'll, oh, that'll give you pimples. Really? I ate, I ate so much chocolate I was actually elected <laughs> mayor of Hershey, Pennsylvania, <laughs> and I never had a pimple. You know, mm-hmm. more than more than like one. And it'd be, oh, how shocking! How mm-hmm. you know one pimple threw me into a into a tizzy. But uh, you know, like I said, people I knew. Who were going through it. And that's a, that's a, because kids are not uh, nice. No, they are. Teenagers are horrible. Mm -hmm. And all teenagers are going through, uh, you know, trying to figure out who they are and and their self esteem problems and uh, identity problems. And then if that's your, if that's the, uh, no pun intended, that's the face you put forward it's uh, it's hard so
5: yeah well the, the an entire industry i mean it was built around neutrogena and remember all those commercials that oh, were going on early God, 2000s yes. and,
0: oh early 2000s they've been on since tv i think uh, those were some of the first commercials do you have a pebble like Do you want to put this <laughs> cream out of there oh, okay right.
5: well what's your secret secret brian just good living michael yes good living healthy living no swears
0: a lot of swears a lot of swears a lot of booze a lot mm-hmm. of uh, greasy food it all works mm-hmm. no i don't know what it was it's it is genetics mm-hmm. yeah you know uh so i remember trying it's the one good thing i got from genetics i could make now on the i could go on the other <laughs> list and man oh man we could go on and on but uh you know good there skin it. is that might be it. Yeah,
5: everyone's got <laughs> everyone's got their flaws. I remember like growing up and and putting all those the, that the cream and I had like some medication stuff. Oh and man. nothing works because now now I'm seeing like if 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 it's allergy season, it'll just come back. Oh really? always like, touching like my nose and yeah, it's oh, just man. It's craziness. Yeah, that's rough. Mm-hmm. No, that's rough. Well, we can well, I don't know.
0: How did we get on that? I have no idea. I don't either. <laughs> I, well, one minute I was talking, oh the stream and Bill and Wendy and oh me, yeah, Freddy Krueger. All right, wow. <laughs> it's it's. It's hard when you have to backtrack the show and kind of, uh, you know, take it back to, all right, how did, how did we end up here? Because we were going to talk about something else, and mm-hmm. then, well well. Uh, this is something I've never understood. And I know there's—listen, I'm not trying to offend. Explain it to me. People who have urban chickens—not uh, Urban Meyer, the, the football coach, but, you know, people who live in cities or uh, a suburb, and they have chickens out back. And it's not... I understand poultry farmers, or if you live out in the country, but it's a a thing I just never understood. And they go, well, we get eggs. But while I am not uh, as qualified as Orion or uh, Max Armstrong to mention, one chicken can't give a lot of eggs. I think they only give like one a day. So if you have a family... Yeah. One person gets an egg. Everybody, mm-hmm. else, watch Bobby eat the egg today. It's my day for the egg. Nope, <laughs> today's Bobby's day. You no, know, but it's Wednesday's my day. Wednesday's Bobby's day oh, for the come egg. On, Susie Mom. gets it on Thursday. Jeez. The rest of us, we're going out to breakfast. Because <laughs> uh, you know what they have over at Denny's? A ton of eggs. Because mm-hmm. I don't know where they get them, but they have a lot.
5: This is becoming a serious problem, though, in Chicago and, and elsewhere. Though it's crazy.
0: I know, and that's what the, that's why I found this uh, unbelievable because they. There was going to be a limit in Cook County on roosters, wow. because yes, a be. limit on roosters. And all right, I'm going to say this again: <laughs> Who would have thought that's even something that was needed? How it, many do you need? Right? Well, it you don't need any, mm-hmm. quite frankly, because uh, there's a little something. If you want to get up at the crack of dawn, just set the alarm on your phone. You don't, you don't need a rooster. I don't need listen, I have enough trouble with the dogs who live next door to me who are barking nonstop. I don't need roosters crowing at uh, God only knows what time roosters crow. Mm-hmm. but there was a there was a, a ruling, a proposed ban on roosters in unincorporated parts of the county. That's the only parts of the county that should have roosters is unincorporated. They should just build rooster hotels out in unincorporated Grundy County or Cook County or whatever whatever unincorporated parts of the county and let them have it. But uh, the County Board Zoning and Building Committee walked back the proposal. So now, now you can have as many roosters as you want. What? It drops only in unincorporated parts of the city the uh, or the county. It uh, dropped the proposed prohibition on roosters. It doesn't limit the number of foul residents can have on their property and clarifies the rules for owning a horse. And if you were wondering, Michael, how many horses can I own? You can have one horse per acre. That's uh, that's what you can have. Oh who's, man. who's got all these roosters and chickens running around?
5: This is crazy. Well, it, exactly because I, I know that there's one alderman is uh, alderman Lopez who is really trying to shut that down from the 15th ward uh, to to limit the amount of numbers of animals you have because you can have goats, chickens, roosters, pigs, horses. Now I understand that um, uh, certain
0: uh, Certain cultures are, you know, they'll have a goat and they'll raise that goat and then they'll they'll eat it, and that's fine. I'm uh, listen. I eat meat, but I I don't raise it in my backyard. Mm-mm. I, you know, I raised I, the only meat that's in my backyard are my two dogs. One, they're too dumb to eat, and two, they're probably you know they're probably all fatty from all the treats <laughs> they enjoy. So they're not they're not on my. Must-have dinner list.
5: Yeah, and if if you are raising that goat, after what point does it become a part of the family? Does See, it have a name, and or do you need to like just shun it every day and then fatten it up and then it. eat it? Oh just man,
0: like, go to the back goat. If you have to spend your life worrying about shunning a goat. <laughs> Honey, did that you is... shun the goat today? No, I. You pet the goat. I saw you pet. It's not a pet. That's Christmas dinner. Oh, why do we have the goat if we have to shun it? Because you know the goat's just looking in your sliding glass door into the kitchen while you guys are. You go, eh, eh. I don't know if that's what the sound goats make. Eh. Right now, farmers are
5: like, "You idiot! That's not a, That's a sheep bleeding. That is not a goat." Uh, but yeah, it's it 's getting become a serious problem and if you are and if you are raising these animals for food, uh why are you living in Chicago or why are you living in a big city right. where you have no backyard
0: and there 's grocery
5: stores everywhere yeah. and if you are from
0: a culture that likes this there 's there's a grocery store for every culture, mm-hmm. as there should be. Mm-hmm. Like, there's neighborhood you you can go. If you're like, well, I'm from uh, this culture, and we like to eat this, so I have to raise it. No, you could probably, you know, Google it, and within five miles of where you're at, you go, oh, I could just go, and they've taken care of it. I didn't have to shun my dinner for six months before <laughs> I ate it. I was actually able to just walk into the store and go, yeah, oh, this looks fantastic. Throw it on the grill, and then here we go. Uh, <laughs> this all came about, and I rarely do I... uh compliment politicians because mm-hmm. i think uh all of them you know we got issues mm-hmm. but i must uh i must say that uh, the uh commissioner uh commissioner peter silvestri of the county board zoning and building committee uh he's a republican from Elmwood park he's the chair of the zoning committee and he said listen we this is nuts we're not going to even vote on this there were only three complaints about roosters uh why regulate something that's not a problem thank you Thank you. That's because we try to regulate everything. Well, so people who comp- three people complained about roosters, and now we were going to have a big, uh, a big law. So, no, now you can have if you're in unincorporated Cook County, feel free, rooster it up. Now I don't know uh, if you have to shun a rooster. You, do you? You don't eat roosters, do you? I don't, I don't think you. Eat, you eat, yeah, a rooster. I don't think you
5: eat, eat I think a rooster. the rooster
0: is just around to be, uh, you know, strutting around and taking care of the chickens. Yeah, and yeah. Creating
5: more eggs. I've never seen a rooster hamburger. I've never seen a rooster on a menu before. Yeah. I don't want to see a rooster on a menu. No,
0: I've been to some uh, some chicken places that use the rooster as the mascot, but mm-hmm. that's because a rooster is a more telegenic animal than a chicken. Yeah. You know, it's 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 got the big plumage. Depends on what kind of rooster, of course. I'm not a, an ornithologist, but uh, you know, it just <laughs> You use you use the bantam rooster. That seems to be the one that uh, is the the logo esque kind of
5: rooster you know that there is there is a an organization that is called the the Ro- chicago roo crew that uh that really? supports all rooster related uh issues and, and is that right problems. yeah so shout wish, out, out roo crew
0: roo crew i wish we'd had uh, had some time to get you on i didn't even know you existed but uh, next <laughs> time we're on uh rooster talk happens uh at 12 30 <laughs> every every wednesday night here on wgn or thursday morning however you want to look at it yeah rooster talk you know what i want to know is what do you want to know Michael? for all the what peop- can i what can i help you with today
5: well for all these uh these problems that are going on with all these animals in the back <laughs> uh-huh. what was the uh, the limit on on alligators because there's that seems to be a big problem here yeah, in Chicago what's going too.
0: On? stop with these alligators you know the the first one that uh, Gator Rob caught, uh, did you get a chance to meet Gator Rob?
5: You know, I met him at the Green Tie That's Ball. That's
0: where I met him as well. And
5: he he, he looked great. and He had the shaved up beard. I mean, talk about a guy who fell into the best possible scenario for a job
0: ever. Yes, and he's uh, he scored himself a uh, beautiful uh, young lady. He, was, uh, he Yeah. Looked, he looked good. Smaller, so a small guy. He's a very skinny man. You know why? I think because uh, if you're too big and lumbersome, gators will catch you. He seems wiry. <laughs> seems yes. like he'd be able to move around. But yeah, now we're getting now we're uh now we're getting these uh these little gators that are being found. This is all this is all a ruse. These mm-hmm. are people just planting gators. You've we already had the big gator. That was the phenomenon. You can't recreate it. That's it. So no more ga- no more gators. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, you know, let's get that uh, let's get that on the zoning board. Can't yeah, have gators. I think there are, there are laws against exotic pets. Um can you explain exactly why you need roosters if you have chickens? Absolutely not. I have no idea. I don't, uh, but I know people, people like them. I Again, uh, Michael, we'll take a quick break. If you, let's Google and see why we need roosters if we have chickens. <laughs> you got it. Because, listen, if people, want, inquiring minds want to know, as the commercial used to say for the National Enquirer, and we're here, we're here to give you just that kind of important scintillating information on WGN.